Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I just read a comment under one of our recent Trading Coach podcast episodes. And well, let's just say I couldn't run to the mic any faster as I had to address it. But first and foremost, before we even address that, I want to thank you guys for leaving comments. I say it in almost every podcast episode, but especially if you're listening on Spotify, there is a Q&A section below where I ask you guys to share your opinions, share your feedback, because what you say matters um, and what you say stimulates and encourages and motivates new episodes of the Trading Coach podcast. And, And this one is just that. And the comment came from an episode that I recently did. I believe it was Trading Coach podcast episode 849. It was the one where I talked about Surge Trader and the associated scam, not Surge Trader being a a scam, but the founder of Surge Trader being caught up in an SEC lawsuit and all that fun stuff. You can go back to that episode and listen to the details. And in that episode, I mentioned, uh, I didn't mention my name, but I mentioned another trading educator that recently got sued by the SEC because he was making these false guarantees. He was um, kind of all over the internet saying that, hey, I've got this magic system that does this, that does that, that generates, you know, 10 to 20% monthly or something like that. And you can't lose it safe. And he got into some trouble because as traders, we need to be realistic with one, nothing is safe. You can lose everything in trading. And two, we can't guarantee results because again, nothing is safe. You can lose everything in trading. And there was a comment that came under that podcast that said, bro, just because the T1T method, tier one trading, that's a really cool name for it. Sounds like something Tom Brady would would do. Uh, maybe I can call him up and see if I can get him hooked up with tier one trading to do maybe a cameo. But just because, uh, bro, just because the T1T method does not produce 10% does not mean that 10% monthly return uh, as far as profit is unrealistic. It means this business model does not resonate well with your edge and that should be okay for you. And I have a few, um, I guess, issues with this comment. And one, um, you, you got to go back and listen to the episode and, and listen to me in general, my stance on things. My general stance as an educator and a trader is I can really care less about what people make. Very rarely do you hear me say that something is not possible. Again, um, I said aside from really like my beginning stages of trading when I was stubborn because I had to be stubborn because the internet was filling my head with junk and I had to kind of like solidify my opinions and not be influenced. Aside from that period of time where I was very stubborn about my opinions, if you ask me now about anything, I, I rarely go on record saying something can't be done. I may something say something like, it's uh, not probable or not realistic, or maybe you should try this, but I do believe that anything is possible. And I, I say that from experience, just with traders I've worked with. And I say that with experience from some of the greatest minds in this trading industry that I've been fortunate enough to speak to over the years. So first and foremost, 
It is okay if you are making 10 to 20% a month. In fact, I applaud you. I cheer you. There, there is no envy. There is no jealousy. You know, my hope for every trader out there is that they can make as much profit as possible as long as they are, you know, keeping their risk under control. So as much po uh, profit as possible without putting themselves in risk of blowing their accounts. And that's typically what you see happen, right? But I would start off by saying this, right? There is a big difference between unrealistic and not being able to do something, right? If I'm on record saying that, hey, it is impossible for you to make 10, 20%, that is completely different than saying it is unrealistic. When I say something is unrealistic, I mean that it really shouldn't be an expectation. And expectations are something that I hold on to very tightly and closely, especially in this industry, because there is a big difference between what I like to call the social media expectation and the realistic expectation. And there is a, a, a gray area in between where they both kind of blend into each other. So you can have, you know, kind of quote unquote real traders that produce what the social media people kind of um, sell you on. But if we look at the two separately, there there's in most cases, a big divide. So if you ask any real trader, if you ask any true investor, someone that's been doing it for years and years and years, someone that has managed money, maybe worked for a prop firm, all this fun stuff, if you ask them what a realistic expectation is for trading, I can almost guarantee they're not gonna tell you 10 to 20% a month because we actually have to understand what 10 to 20% a month is, right? You can think about 10% a month being 100% at the at the end of the year, but it really ends up being like I think 160% a year because once you make that 10%, now your next month is 10% on that new account balance which is greater than the original 10% and it winds up being like 160% yearly return on investment. If you ask any experienced trader, anyone that's been in the game, any hedge fund manager, any, you know, someone like that, if you ask them, you know, would you be, uh, you know, okay with 160% return a year, they would be doing backflips. Now, again, I'm not saying this doesn't happen. I'm not saying people don't have 10% months. I'm not saying people don't have 20% months. I've had those before. I'm not saying people don't have 100% years, 200% years, massive years, but Whenever we mention something in this trading space, we are talking about consistency, right? And that's one of the things that these, these traders that try to sell you stuff don't mention, right? There's a little thing called curve fitting, where if I look at my equity curve and I just happen to ignore the drawdown, the bad time, and I just happen to pick out only maybe the, the three-month segment this summer where I hit my heater, I can easily say that, hey, I, I had a 30% summer, right? So in June and July, I return 30%. Now we're forgetting about the 10% drawdown that happened before that. We're forgetting about the 10% drawdown that happened after that, right? We're only picking out those numbers. So it's easy for these scammers to kind of tell you that something produces a certain amount because maybe it actually does, but it's only during that certain period of time. In trading, we can't just, you know, unfortunately, we can't just erase our drawdown periods. We can't just erase those periods where things just go sideways. We have to take the entire year into account. And in most cases, a trader isn't knocking off 
10% in January, 10% in February, 10% in March. It looks more like a 5% January than a negative 2% um, February, than a, a 6% March, than a negative 4% April, right? It is a, an ebb and flow. It is a, an equity curve, right? Slowly kind of winding from hopefully the bottom left corner to the top right corner, right? So it is possible to do so, yes. But it is not realistic. And again, what I would advise you to do is not take my word for it, but just talk to different minds out there, right? You, you probably, if you've been in this trading space for a while, you probably have a list of traders that you look up to, uh, a list of traders that are tried and, and, and proven whose words you kind of take to heart, right? I would shoot them a message, shoot it on Twitter, shoot it on social media, wherever you can find these people at and ask them, hey, what do you think is a realistic monthly return or annual return? And or do you think this is a realistic monthly return or annual return or just run a Google search and, and see what real traders and real investors are saying? And I think you'll be quite surprised with your answer. And I think you'll agree more on my side where I say, yeah, it, it, it's possible, but it's unrealistic. Now, back to the problem with this reality is and why it bothers me so much that I get so heated is because the reason that many traders fail is because of unrealistic expectations. And I can't tell you how many traders I've seen. I can't tell you how many traders I've worked with, how many traders that have come through our program who are damaged, who are actually really good traders producing some pretty good profit but they run into all type of self-sabotage methods because they don't believe that they're actually good, right? They're producing good figures. They're, they're let's you know, give you an example of, you know, we have a trader that was making like 5% a month, right? And his win percentage was only 40%. And he thought he was a bad trader because everyone that, you know, he spoke to before, so on, and by spoke to, I mean saw on the internet, was telling him that he had to at least produce double digits a month. His win percentage had to at least be 60%. If not, there's no way you have an edge. So we looked at his trading system, his trading strategy. We, there were some gaps that needed to be filled and trade plan development and all that fun stuff. But at the core of everything, he was a really good trader. And I, and I told him, I said, hey, the only thing that's stopping you is your own expectations. You think you're bad, but you're actually good. And the problem was because he thought he was bad, he was trying to do extra to get to that good. So he was sabotaging his 40% win percentage, sabotaging his 5% monthly because he thought he had to do more. He thought he had to win more. And because of that, he actually did less due to stuff like early target taking, due to stuff like entering trades early, right? There's a, a The list goes on and on and on. And He's not just the only case of this. You see this with lots of traders across the board. And this is why stuff like this really bothers me, because there are a lot of people that are actually good out there that just don't believe they're good because the fake people are telling them that they're bad. So I think that covers the part about is it OK for me and, and unrealistic expectations. Uh, the last point is, you know, bro, just because the tier one trading method does not produce 10 percent doesn't mean it's realistic. And it's clear that this trader has no idea what the tier one trading method is. Why? Because there is no such thing as a tier one trading method, right? We don't have any super secret strategies. We don't have anything that is, you know, you know, unseen on the internet. In fact, everything that we do at on tier one trading for the most part is discussed publicly, whether it's in a podcast, whether it's in a, a YouTube video that I shoot. The secret to tier one trading in our business model is this. 
we actually educate traders instead of kind of taking the shortcut and saying, hey, here's a strategy, learn it and make all this money because we know that you could have the best strategy in the world. Again, this is no knock against educators out there who are selling strategies, right? There's nothing wrong with that. We have a handful of trading strategies within our training program that we teach, right? We just put everything together because we don't believe in selling individual stuff. But here's the key. We've done this before. You can have the most profitable strategy in the world if you give it to someone who can't use it correctly and probably about 70 to 80 percent of traders out there you can give them something that is profitable and they'll still mess it up they're not going to be profitable doing it so our goal isn't to make as much money as possible if it was we would just sell strategies and systems and all that fun stuff our goal is to actually help traders either learn how to trade the correct way or when struggling traders come to our program, help them get over that hurdle. And the way to do that is this. We teach the general skill of technical analysis. We teach the general skill of strategy development and testing. We teach the general skill of trading psychology, right? So the general skill of technical analysis allows you to read a price chart analyze a price chart be able to pick out the hidden clues that the market will show you that it doesn't often show other people strategy development is one of two things strategy development is either taking a strategy that we teach you on the platform or taking a strategy that you find on the internet in a book wherever you find strategies uh at and doing two things with that one correctly testing it to ensure that it has an edge. We spoke about this in the Trading Coach Podcast 849, where we said that, hey, a lot of these traders were believing this guy that said, hey, this strategy produces 10 to 20% monthly when it really didn't do that. And a way that you could have stopped yourself from wasting all this money on the strategy were, would be to actually test it. If you invested whatever and bought the strategy, that's fine. But before you ever trade it live, you should have correctly tested it and your testing results would have told you if it was profitable or unprofitable. Now, again, going back to what I said before, I don't I don't blame the educator fully unless he's you know clearly trading a fraudulent strategy, because, again, most people that you give something to will mess it up, whether it works or doesn't work, they will mess it up. So it's not entirely his fault. But strategy development is one thing that we teach how to develop a strategy of your own um, because you have those skills of technical analysis or how to develop a strategy that you find on the internet and really make it your own, meaning make it fit your lifestyle, make it fit your personality, make it fit your philosophy on the market, and of course, test it to ensure that it's profitable. And then trading psychology, which I believe is the biggest hurdle, right? Obviously, you need the other stuff first, but Trading psychology is the biggest hurdle. This is stopping yourself from stepping on your own feet. If you guys can imagine that infographic where the guy is sitting on the tree limb and he's sawing off the inside of the tree limb about to kind of cut himself down and fall. It is stopping yourself from doing that. And that is a very difficult part of trading. That is the number one thing that traders struggle with. And, and that is a key component of our teaching philosophy because we know that it is so important. So if you want to define a T1T method, bro, right, that would be it. It's nothing secret. It's not one thing. It's everything that encompasses becoming a consistently profitable trader, including building out your business afterwards, right? It's everything that encompasses becoming a consistently profitable trader and working on all those methods. And the cool thing about that is that you can have 
two or three traders trading on the platform. So for example, I could be trading a set strategy and Jonathan could be trading the same exact strategy. And guess what? Jonathan can set his trading up as far as frequency and risk where maybe he makes 10% per month. I could be trading the exact same thing as Jonathan, but tweak it a little bit differently where maybe I'm only making 4% a month, but we're trading the exact same thing. At the end of the day, the return on investment is less about the strategy and more about the trader. I'll leave you with this last example. My approach to trading has tr uh, changed drastically over the years. Same thing with my approach to money. When I was young, fresh out of college, my goal was to make as much money as possible, was to work as hard as possible. And I really wanted to accelerate my wealth because wealth was, well, I wanted to achieve my wealth first and then accelerate it because money was something that I didn't have. So I was willing to take much bigger risk at the earlier stages of my trading because I needed to get that ball rolling. I was in a situation where I had quit my three jobs to focus full time on trading. It, it didn't necessarily go as fast as I thought it would. Um, so I needed to do something to start bringing in some income. So I was able to be, or I was not able, but I was willing to be much more risky. You fast forward 16 years in the future, where I'm at right now, my whole philosophy has changed, right? There's no need for that risk, right? Back when I first started trading, I didn't have a lot of money. So, and I'm not saying you should do this, but this is just my story. I didn't have a lot of money, so I was willing to risk more because, well, if I failed, I wasn't really giving much back, right? It's the same thing with with going into being a trader in the first place. I, I talked to my dad and said, hey, I, I kind of like this thing. I, I think I might be good at it. Should I just go for it? And he's like, well, what do you have to lose? And I was 22, 23 years old. I didn't have any career or anything like that. No kids, no no wife, no family. So it's like, if you fail at it, you'll just go back to the cleaning banks and cleaning toilets and working in the school district like you did before. There wasn't really a lot of risk. You fast forward to where I'm at now, where my account size is uh, slightly bigger than it was 16 years ago. And I have more responsibilities. I have a car, uh, a car. I do have a car, but I don't have a car. No, but I have a, a house. I have a family. I have children. I have much more bills than I did in the past. I, I, have, a, 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 I have a bunch of people relying on me to maintain a certain lifestyle. I don't want to risk that as much. There's a lot more at risk. So I've chosen to be more risk adverse in the market. It's less about making as much money as possible and more about making a consistent flow of money, but ensuring that I'm also doing everything to protect myself. And that is by diversification. That is by different revenue sources. Um, but that's also in trading, paying attention to risk management. I'm a lot less risky from a, a literal risk percentage per trade perspective, but also in the type of trades that I take. If you look at how I trade it again, 10 years ago, I was a lot more gun ho than I am now. Back then it was like, find the opportunity, find the opportunity, find the opportunity. Uh, this is a good opportunity, take it. Ah, okay, opportunity, take it, right? Now, and, and for anyone that's seen me trade live, I only trade what I consider to be the best opportunity. So even my frequency has dried up as well. So these are the changes that happen as a trader, and these are decisions that we have to make personally. But I hope this addresses all of the concerns that this trader have. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to you know, drag you through the mud or anything like that. I love the content, uh, or love the comment, because you just helped me develop, what, 20 minutes of content. And I think this is, you know, rather than look at it as a chance to like, hey, let's get into a fight and tell you why you're wrong, I don't think you're wrong. This is a chance to educate, right? Not just yourself, but 
others out there who are thinking the same thing. And hopefully I explained myself well. If I didn't, and if you have any follow-up comments speaking to the trader directly or anyone listening to this episode, feel free to leave it in the Q&A section. Um, again, it is on every Spotify podcast episode that I do. There's also a comment section under the YouTube video. And of course, if you have any other questions or comments, leave, the, uh, leave them as well. Until next time, because it's getting late and my words are slurring, plan your trade, trade your plan, be safe out there, and please take what I said to heart and consider every element of it before going on with your trading journey. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to learn about the super secret T1T method of trading that does not produce 10% a month, <laughs> head over to www.tier1trading.com. Seriously, if you're interested in learning how to trade and, and learning all the aspects I talked about in the podcast, check us out, right? Take the 14-day risk-free trial membership. We call it risk-free because we don't lock you into anything. It gives you 14 days on the platform. You can take some courses. You can join some live sessions. You can talk to myself. You can talk to the other coaches. You can talk to the community and get a real feel for what we have to offer. And not just our philosophy on trading, but our philosophy on helping you as a trader. www.tier1trading.com. Check it out if you're serious about becoming a consistently profitable trader. And until next time, play and trade, trade your plan. Take care.